Hi everyone and welcome to B2B Nav and in this week's episode we're going to be focusing on a topic uh, we've touched on across various other episodes but maybe not focused on in detail and that is alignment, specifically alignment of the sales and marketing functions in a business. Obviously we see a lot with our clients from the marketing side of the field um, but we're increasingly working more and more with sales teams and working across I guess the marketing and sales mix. Um, but we're conscious it's still an issue that in reality is quite challenging for a lot mm -hmm. of businesses to overcome. So, Ollie, you've done lots of research, you told me before we kicked off here. Um, I made so that claim. You did. <laughs> um, also worth signposting, what, uh, the, uh, the knowledge, www.b2bknowledge.com features a, a fantastic issue on this with um, four supplementary blogs as well. So feel free to uh, check that out on the, on the topic to uh, look at it in more detail. Mm -hmm. So... Let's go. <laughs> I think it's one of the things that is has uh, been a let's say a trending topic. Yeah. I don't know for how many years, but as many as I can remember being in marketing, mm -hmm. I feel like it's been discussed quite heavily for at least ten years or so. Yeah. I feel like the label came up maybe twenty nineteen ish in terms of that people starting to reference it as a trend more and more and more. But the actual issue has been around. Yeah, as long as time forever. Well, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's it's one of the ones where I don't know. There's a lot of animosity between the two, mm -hmm. two teams, which I personally really hate. And we might have touched on before as well, but when you go to a marketing conference, you get that sales type speech, and, and the yeah. same vice versa with with salespeople. Sure, um, not enjoying what marketing send their way, that sort of thing. Yeah, and it just drives me nuts, really, because it's it's really just playing into to stereotypes, which. While sometimes true, it's really not constructive to solving the problem. Yeah. And I think that's where we, we really should be thinking about this, is, is what's the core of the problem? And I think a lot of it for me is around misaligned objectives. Yeah, okay. And, and really, I can only speak from my experience for the companies that I've worked in and for the clients that we work with. And I think that in a lot of cases, not all cases, but a lot of cases, we don't really see marketers and sales really aligning what they're trying to do that much mm -hmm. and i'm not sure they often see that they're actually working towards the same goal and mm -hmm. even working within the same process yeah um just to throw in a, a rubbish analogy i was kind of thinking about it as like a sports team mm -hmm. if if marketing uh let's say defense in yeah. football yeah and sales are more like the attack trying to score the goals they're on the same team and trying to work to the same thing except i think it's even closer than that which is i think marketing is more like midfielders yeah. trying to push things forward yeah, to, yeah. to the sales team to to score but i don't i don't know what do you but think but when, sure it, but when it, when it like comes that. to the objectives though and so on i think there's all you can go a, a step even further back not that we need to but in the sense of obviously you'll have the business objectives that are set so that could be growth or growth in market share or revenue targets or profitability targets or whatever it may be but at the corporate level they then typically filter down to marketing objectives, which are, let's just say, typically looser, I think. Yeah. Whereas the salesman's objectives are, are typically linked to sales, conversions, growth, yeah. uh, revenue growth, let's just say particularly, but also profitability because the type of deals that they sign and, and the profitability associated to those deals. So sales targets tend to be more intrinsically linked to business targets, yeah. whereas marketing, and I'll be interested to push back in the other direction in a minute, would be, typically looser because I think measurement's been the issue in the past that, that you could set some quite flaky marketing objectives potentially that because you couldn't measure it it was very difficult to anybody to say really whether you'd succeeded or not succeeded and when we are talking about increasing brand awareness particularly which seems you know is quite yeah. a typical marketing objective measuring that 
as a success factor of have you have you achieved it have you increased that brand awareness obviously there are ways to do it mm -hmm. but many businesses don't do that and i think that's where a lot of the animosity leads to yeah and I, i'd agree with that and i, I think i wrote a, a note down similarly around awareness because i think that's that's always a good one when we think about lead gen that is obviously a bit more closely linked to a sales objective but yeah. when we think about awareness which is a very common objective i'm not sure marketers always ask why mm. they want awareness and like you say, there will always be a business objective that, that your company's trying to hit. And often that'll be grow your market share. Or if you're in a fortunate position where you already have a large portion of the available market, that'll just be maintain your market share or make sure you maintain your customer base mm -hmm. and they don't kind of atrophy or go to, to competitors. That's the business objective that the marketing objective should be supporting. So if we're thinking, just having it in the mindset for me is, is something that marketers should be doing. So if you're going to be carrying out kind of awareness campaigns and things like that, which presumably because it's awareness, it's, it's to drive some form of new business and grow market share or in form of new products, whatever it might be. We need to be keeping in mind that the, there's a business reason for wanting to do that and mm -hmm. awareness in and of itself is not the goal. Therefore, just looking at the number of impressions that you've got mm -hmm. as a very loose objective isn't that beneficial or accurate. But it, it amazes me sometimes the lack of sophistication that you've got. So when you talk about awareness, and I've heard, you know, the KPIs being, you know, uh, traffic to the website as an example. We think that that's it. That's yeah. that's that's the core agenda for the marketing team. And you're not surprised the sales teams are therefore frustrated because there's no flow through even to inquiries yeah. as it might be, and even the quality of those inquiries. And no doubt, I'm sure it'll be on your list somewhere. But in the sense of the, the quality of the leads that have been generated. So you, you'll read all the textbooks and they talk about marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads. How many businesses have actually had that conversation of what looks like a good a good customer? You know, what is considered a good lead? I think this uh, comes to one of my points I've got in here, which I think the key to getting this right is not so much to keep talking about sales and marketing alignment, mm -hmm. but just start having joint planning. Yep. And uh, actually getting sales and marketing at, at various points to sit down with each other. The sales planning sessions, yeah. the sales, um, let's say, uh, kickoff of uh, things like that going on. Get marketing involved and, and properly involved, not just sitting in the back, but be, uh, understanding what the sales objectives are for that year, mm -hmm. understanding what the sales approach is, and, and thinking about how can marketing help to support that approach. Because at the end of the day, that's what, what it's there to do. It's there to help in many cases. Not do you think the resistance is there? Partially due to the old school salesman, and by that I'm picturing, I'm picturing, I'm actually picturing a conference, a sales conference we held to client with. Um, <laughs> but in the sense of, there was a lot of people in the room there, the more classic salesmen of the world is what I would say. So, um, more mature in age, um, you know, you have to be in the face of the client to go and sell to them. That kind of mantra, which you know, might, might be true by the way in that in that sector. Mm -hmm. um, but marketing quite often in those arenas when you do get them together typically has more of a um, less lower value reputation so I think the marketing team seen as the guys that do the, the brochures and the and the lanyards and a bit of branding and they mess about on the website yeah but do, do you think there's an actual respect issue because do, do sales respect marketing that they can help them fill the funnel faster or you know help, help them achieve I their do goals think that's an issue i think it goes both ways and i think there are reasons behind those issues which at least for some of the companies i've worked in mm -hmm. um i'd say the marketing team possibly don't haven't earned that respect yet yeah and i think again for me part of it comes from the lack of understanding of why you're doing what you're doing mm -hmm. and not just at the level of the marketing director gets on really well with the sales director and they have planning sessions together but i think it needs to filter down 
to the execs, yeah. whether that's sales execs or marketing execs. Otherwise, you do end up in a situation where, hey, I'm the marketing exec that helps maintain the website. I'm the marketing exec that sends out your email campaigns. I'm doing that because my boss has told me to do it mm-hmm. because that's what we do, not because I actually understand the sales objectives. I think the uh, kind of the cause of that is that you're never going to think outside the box, think about what else you can do to support those objectives because mm-hmm. that's not your front of mind. Your front of mind is we have a product launch or we have a commitment to getting newsletters out every quarter, whatever it might be. And you end up in what sometimes feels like marketing for the sake of marketing, yeah, yeah, no, very marketing much so. with purpose behind it. Well, you end up going towards tactics, don't you? Yeah. Effectively, and that's why I think the marketing teams have the reputation to operate more tactically, the ones typically that command that lower value association um, as well. But in terms of, I guess, even, even that, like you were saying, then in terms of having a, a, you know, a CMO, let's say, and uh, you know, the, the head of sales or the, the sales directors at the, the, the top line, kind of C-suite levels, do you need both? Should what should one person not take the bull by the horns and drive the process in, in true alignment? Should you even have two functions these days? Mm. I guess it depends on well, for one thing, it's the size of your organization, the complexity of your organization, because obviously there's a there's definitely a requirement for management. You you likely need a sales manager mm-hmm. that understands the role of a salesperson in the day to day execution of that role to help manage that. But yeah, as you get more senior, I think I know what you're getting towards is is do you need to have separate function or you should you have a sales and marketing director or your RevOps director yeah. instead kind yeah. of overseeing both those functions so I think as, as a way to bring about better understanding and alignment mm-hmm. having either something that's a function that's combined or having two people that work really closely together I suppose is yeah, yeah a key um, a key way to help that filter down to, to everybody within those distinct functions mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess it, unless the alignment of the KPIs is fixed at the start, you're still always going to have those issues, aren't you, with people working in silos, working in isolation and, and pulling for their own gains as opposed to the, the group gain, I guess, in a way. Yeah, to some extent. And I think, obviously, you mentioned earlier on about uh, marketing KPIs, and it, it can be hard to measure some of this stuff. It can be hard to attribute uh, a lead sometimes to to uh, the marketing source that it came from, mm-hmm. particularly if we're talking about awareness stage stuff, but that person might not buy for it, you know, years in some cases. Yeah. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it though. Just because no, no, we no. can't measure it successful doesn't mean we shouldn't try to market with purpose and, and, and try and feed that funnel. And I think for me to slightly shift subject, um, if we think about ABM, mm-hmm. as obviously again, one of the slightly newer trends, let's say in B2B, I think a big part of the reason it's successful is because alignment is kind of intrinsic to what it is very much so you have to understand which companies you want to reach as a business and as a sales team and then think backwards from that well how can we support that and make Mm -hmm. that happen what communications do we need to send to a particular company to make them want to engage Mm -hmm. the sales team i don't think we think that way typically when we're doing the more traditional um castanet wide type marketing Mm -hmm. which we still should we should think about what kind of what kind of leads the sales team need where do we need those positioned um, within that within that purchase funnel? When when should sales pick this up? When shouldn't they pick it up? And I think if we think about it from a sales point of view, I think as you mentioned a few minutes ago, one of the common complaints we hear from sales is marketing gave me a bunch of leads. Yeah. I called them and they were rubbish. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for sales and how often that's really the case or how stereotypical that is, but I understand where that point's coming from and that's because a lot of leads are that marketing qualified lead they've downloaded a white paper or whatever it might be well, they're, they're on a journey aren't they yeah. they're, they're some way through that journey and I think that's why I've started listening then in the back of my mind 
we, we talk about it a lot, but in terms of mapping your content, mapping your marketing activities and communication strategy across that buyer cycle, mm-hmm. should be doing that sat down with sales, understanding where do they first inter- exactly. interact with you, where the touch points are, at what point are they like to close, where do you get those conversions from, and then shaping that journey along the way with the communications. Again, I don't know many businesses that actually do that as a disciplined exercise, and, and by the way, revisit it on a regular basis yep. because the journey can change, customers can change, buyers' needs can change. So I think that's something we've been talking to, to one of our clients about at the moment as well is that we see an awful lot of the awareness stage content mm-hmm. in the big topic white papers that yep. help generate interest and help generate early leads. There's an awful lot of really specific documentation, whether that's brochures or spec that's sheets or whatever it might yeah. be at the end, mm-hmm. which obviously form a vital part of somebody's decision-making process and, and part of that sales process. There's not a lot in between as mm-hmm. well to, to help warm people up, to help communicate to people that have started thinking about it whether it's a buyer's guide mm-hmm. or comparisons or whatever it might be that will help uh, both marketers and salespeople careers we've done a really similar exercise uh, this week with another client and the exact same things come up loads of loads at either end not absolutely just a, a dearth in the middle there's nothing at all to go out at all so that kind of nurture activity to actually bring them through um, whilst they're probably looking at other websites and looking yeah. at competitors and looking at other products and profiles is um Complete, completely uh, overlooked by a lot of businesses. Yeah, but I think the key point there is that to get it right, marketing and sales need to be sitting down and understanding what do we, what are people interested in at this point from a marketing point of view, and what do the salespeople really need to help drive their conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the key aspects of this is just communication is key. One of the challenges there, though, I guess, because obviously you know it's, it's easy to suggest these things in a podcast. And I know, you know as well as I do in reality, ABM sounds really easy because ABM to me sounds just like common sense marketing. So in the sense of what you decide who you'd like to market to and how you're going to market to them and you, you market to them and it, it works out it's quite successful. You think, well, it should do. That's, that's, that's real marketing in my mind and targeted, targeted sales almost. But the flip side of it, of you know, getting marketed and sales to sit down and discuss these things can become increasingly challenging when you're working with a large global business infrastructure, thousands of employees, teams in different sectors, markets, business groups, territories, countries. I'm not, 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 not going to put you on the spot, so how do you do that? But I mean, have you got any thoughts on that? Because I think that's, that's one of the real challenges yeah. here at the minute. We all, sit, we all know we need to align the functions. Most clients know they need to align the functions. But actually making it happen logistically is probably the biggest I think with anything barrier. like this, with any large task, just take a little bit at a time. Yeah. You don't need to solve your entire company's structure or alignment issues mm-hmm. at once. Start with a particular regional team, a particular, mm-hmm. particular division, a particular product launch or whatever it might be or a campaign that you, you want to work on and just align on that individually because mm-hmm. if, you, if you're going to be generating, let's say, leads from a marketing campaign, you want sales to be bought into that. You want them yeah. to understand when they should be expecting leads, what we're hoping to get from it, how they should be following up on it based on the type of content you're giving them. Yeah. If it's like that awareness level content and you do want them to have like keep in touch mm. uh, level contact, make sure they know that so that they can have that conversation of, did you find that helpful as opposed to, do you want to buy something now? Yeah. But yeah, to come back to the point, I think it's just start small mm. and, and then roll that out over time as you start seeing successes uh, just start making that your default process instead of instead of the pilot scheme i'm also i'm also a huge huge advocate of the the, the tone at the top so i think things like this start at the top and then cascade through an organization yeah so if at the top end the sales and marketing leaders aren't aligned or um or don't get along or there's that natural rub and competitive nature between the two of them and you see that an awful lot um, or that lack of respect between the two functions mm-hmm. at the top end. 
it's bound for failure before you've even started the yeah. task. So I'm a big believer in if, we, if, if businesses can address that and show a cohesive sales and marketing alignment or a revenue ops function or just joined up thinking with joined up targets and, and committing to one another that it's the collective, collective success as the group of what they're aiming for. I think that would have huge strides on mm-hmm. actually making real real inroads into the, the sales and marketing alignment yeah. issues. It reminds me of a, um, a few years ago, we had a session with one of our clients didn't we, that both you and I were involved mm-hmm. in where we did a workshop and it was all about, we got the sales and marketing teams in the same room together. Yeah. They And we got them talking to each other and we got them challenging the way they approach things, mm-hmm. what they're doing, both from a, kind of an inbound sales perspective I think we found that the kind of the, they weren't really understanding what the marketing was or how should, they should be following up on things and then there were things from a sales perspective that weren't being factored into the marketing the sales guys had huge depths of, of customer knowledge and product knowledge mm-hmm. that wasn't really being translated well back into into marketing and just by having that that workshop which I think was like was it a, like two half day workshops I think we Something did like that yeah about two, about two days yeah I think we like. saw how how beneficial that was in terms of just aligning the thinking and that's it doesn't need to be again this huge thing if you've got a larger organization start with a smaller mm-hmm. subset and get those people bought in and on board mm-hmm. and then think about rolling it out from there yeah 100% 100% but I think for me communications uh, planning and communication are the key things have that those planning sessions beforehand and make sure you're communicating as you go along what you're what you're going to be doing what you're sending out what you're emailing out to people so that salespeople aren't blindsided and they know what kind of follow-up is likely to be beneficial with any given contact i think also i think also linked to that like at the tone at the top side of things is hold each other accountable because you, you hear it sometimes in your own business when you hear digital blame creative creative blame digital creative blame account handlers so on and so on and i think it's human nature sometimes that the blame game it's mm-hmm. not my fault it's somebody else's fault i'm passing the book and and putting the onus on somebody else who's made that mistake because everybody's frightened to death of holding their hands up because they think they'll get in trouble <clears throat> and a lot of it again comes back to the culture of the organization i think that it, you know if you can if you can remove that kind of blame culture uh, and also stamp it out when you see it potentially as well because i think a lot of businesses allow it to happen within the ranks where people are arguably uh, you know allowed to raise those barriers against one another and nobody holds them accountable to either their words or their actions mm-hmm. and i think the more you more you can bed it into the organization that it is one team it's one mentality it's one goal it's one um cohesive task that they're all trying to get towards but then you go right back to the beginning the kpis have got to be aligned yeah. in terms of what they're targeting the start of the year and i think as marketers we're always a little <clears throat> bit apprehensive of kpis because it's not something we're traditionally used to being held to Again, from an awareness campaign or a lead gen campaign, I'm sure many of you are used to having a figure assigned to that. But in terms of, did any of those turn into leads? We're not used to that. It's scary. But I don't think they used to have a monetary value put on it. Exactly. But it'd be better to start trying to understand that and realizing you're failing than not look at it at all. Which I think comes back to that quote of uh, fail early, fail fast. Yeah, yeah. Fail often, but fail forwards. Yeah. yeah. To make Very sure you, so. that you're growing from each one and understand that you, you know, your first foray into anything isn't likely to be the perfect solution. Mm-hmm. Just understand how you can build on that. If you're not able to deliver the leads or, or things don't convert as quickly as you'd have expected, just hold your hand up like you say and think about how you can improve that for next time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're never going to go anywhere. No, 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 100%. 100%. Okay, are we done? I believe we've covered all the points that I had noted. Yeah, no, I think I think it's, it's always a good it's always a good topic to revisit because I think it's one of those timeless topics. And until there is a seismic shift in in the way businesses approach sales and marketing, revenue generation, 
whatever we want to call it. I think it's always going mm-hmm. to be around. And um, it's, it's one of the ones where I don't, I don't know what your perspective is, but while it's been talked about a lot, I just don't, still don't feel like I see a lot of clients doing it. And I'll hold my hand up there and say that we don't always see what's going on client mm-hmm. side. So we, we're not involved in every single conversation, even from the clients that we are really active with the support on. But it doesn't feel like it's a conversation that's always happening. No, but I think that I think that links back to the points we were saying earlier in the sense of the apathy towards it that everybody knows it's an issue. Nobody really knows how how do you tackle it on on the ground. Where do you start? And I think that's the point. And I think <clears throat> I think that's where going back to what I was saying earlier, looking at the tone at the top of the organisation and the kind of goal setting and so on got to start there yeah. for me because if you don't and there's also nothing to stop you if you are a large global business who's struggling with sales and marketing alignment to look at it on a local level there's nothing to say that sales and marketing can't be aligned on a local level in a sector in a business group in a certain territory or country or whatever it yeah. may be you don't have to wait for the big cascade yeah. and roll out but it's not always easy to drive change is it and i think one of yeah. the one of the things that can help you drive change is if you take your local team and you demonstrate success mm-hmm. then bring that to the to the either other regional teams or the global team however your organization is set up and show them that it's working and help them institute that elsewhere mm-hmm. and if, if for whatever reason that's not working at least you've still got that working for your local team yeah yeah sure okay well thanks very much ollie um that was sales and marketing alignment um, linked to the alignment issue of the knowledge which is our online ungated content hub helping our clients prospects and contacts navigate the ever-evolving b2b marketing landscape thanks very much and we'll see you next week cheers thank you